0: Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. SoundPrints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of August 14, 2022. We don't have much time for opening announcements this week, so here are a few highlights. Most of these events are on the KCB Zoom line, Join from your computer, cell phone, or landline phone by dialing 669-900-6833 and entering code eight six two nine eight eight nine six nine seven two. Mark Arneson, Director of Community at Hadley, will be the guest speaker at the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision Low Vision Support Group meeting this coming Wednesday, August 17. Join us at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Zoom line to learn about the many free workshops and other online resources available from Hadley to individuals throughout the nation and the world. Come to the Tri-State Library Users Book Club and Business Meeting on Friday, August 19 at 7.30 p.m. This month we're reading The Help. Find out more about TOU by calling Natalie Couch, President, at 217-369-5139. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout on Saturday, August 20 is hybrid and includes bingo both in-person and on the Zoom line from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Doors open for the in-person roundabout at 1 Eastern at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Get help with apps, braille, and more between 1 and 2. Enjoy dinner after bingo at 4 p.m. For more information call us at 502-895-4598. It's back to school time and ACB families will be sharing resources for accessible books and magazines at our meeting on August 21 at 9 p.m. Eastern also on the KCB Zoom line. Everyone welcome. Sarah Bevan has been a speaker at many GDUKI meetings in the past. She'll be with Guide Dog users Kentucky Anna on Monday August 22 at 7 p.m. talking about the care of older dogs plan to be with us for this informative program and here are two events that are not on the KCB Zoom line first the Braille Revival League will hold its August Braille Buzz on Wednesday August 17 at 8:30 p.m. Eastern Orbit Research will be there talking about their new development of Braille reading and writing devices Join the Zoom line for the Braille Buzz at 669 6833 and enter the code 87639135538. The passcode is 275275. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold its next in-person low vision support group on Monday, August 22, from 1 to 2:30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville meet other people living with low vision, and share tips and ideas. For more information, call us at 502-895-4598. At the Greater Louisville Roundabout on August 13, we explored the MyChart app, available on computers, Android devices, and iPhones. This app is used by many providers in the medical field and gives us access to many aspects of our health care, such as medical appointments, test results, our medical history, communications with our physicians, and much, much more. On page 2, hear about some ways that we as blind and visually impaired people can use my chart. Terry Turlaw also shared a sample of recorded exercise routines from Blind Alive at this roundabout. These routines used to be for sale, but they are now available for free to everyone via YouTube. Find out more about this resource that can help us get up and get moving on page three. For more information about SoundPrints and to request a free subscription on CD playable on any standard CD player, call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. Page two. We're going
1: to jump into my chart. Patty is here and... Uh, she's going to do uh, a. Um, she's going to talk about some low vision aspects of of my chart, and she's supposed to be meeting some people at the St. Joe's picnic in a little bit. So uh, I want to introduce the app and then have her talk about any low vision things that she wants us to know using it on an iPad or an iPhone, and. Keep in mind that when we talk about this, that this is what we're going to talk about today is from our personal experience. So, if if you have uh, information, or if you've had a problem with it, or whatever, this is sort of for us to share ways that we found that my chart can be helpful. We are not in any way. Um, Pretending to tell you everything, all possibilities of my chart, but rather just some things that we have found that works or, or that are helpful to us in one way or another. And everybody is welcome to jump in and, and, um, give us some ideas and ask questions and make comments. Uh, first of all, are there, are there people on the call who don't Know about my chart or, or who have never used my chart. If if you have not ever used it or you don't know what it is, speak up. I you not, Carla? I'm aware okay. of it, but I have never attempted to use it. So my chart is an app that, and I don't know. I'm assuming that it is available for Androids. I don't know that, but uh, since it is uh, an app from the medical profession, and that is available to use with, you know, all kinds of different medical um, providers. I would assume it's available for Android. Uh, I am familiar Carla, it, with it is. The... It
2: is, Carla. I have an iPad, but it is available for
1: Android. Okay, good. Um, I am familiar with the iPhone app. It can be used with with a number of different service providers and so on, and you can define, you can select the, um, you know, the, the the medical provider that you use. So, let's say that, um, well, I, I I I go most of the time to um, providers in the Baptist Health system, but I also have Norton's on there. Um, they have a number of other choices that you can make, uh, and so it's possible for you just to select those, and then you can switch from one to the other pretty easily. Uh, so this could apply to you. It's not just a Louisville thing. It's not just a Kentucky thing. Um, th- this, is a, a, this is something that really is available in many, many, many different places. Um my chart lets you uh you, you have your account and you can log in either with a username and password or you can have a passcode. And that passcode is a four digit code that you get assigned um, when you sign up. I find that it's easiest to sign in with the passcode. Because you just have to tap four numbers, and then it goes, you can do it. It it puts you in the app. I need Um, to add something.
3: You can also do it by face recognition. Oh, okay. And it bypasses the code. It bypasses um, putting in an email and a password if you do face recognition.
1: There's different ways to even get yourself signed in and you can choose those that you find easiest.
2: Um, well, I want to say I'm principally Baptist, but I have one doctor that's Norton, and they are interconnected. So a Norton doctor can see your whole Baptist record, and a Baptist doctor can see your Norton doctor, and that is a real help.
3: Yes,
1: I, good, I, a great point, Dave. Yes, that is true. They can look at the records from... Before we jump ahead uh, too much, I want to talk about why this could be helpful to us. Even if it's on your phone or uh, you have a hard time using it, why you still want it, why it's still important, at least to me. Um, When you get your information in there and you're... And, and all kinds of things start start showing up in my chart, things like test results and um, medical visits and um doctor's notes i mean we can we'll go down a whole list here in a little bit, but uh, one of the neatest things about it is that you can use it to check in and i don't know about any of you, but I hate to go to appointments and they hand you all this paperwork you want that they want filled out and it may be paper or it may be an an ipad that wants you to fill out but the fact is you got to sit there and fill all this stuff out well if you're in my chart and all of it's in there and your doctor is on is in that system now not all of them are but most are and you're in that system and you go in you you check in in my chart you can even check in ahead of time you don't have all that to do. Uh, you just walk in and they say, oh, well, uh, you know, all right, you know, give them my name. Oh, Just have a seat. We'll call you back. You know, that it, it's, it's a great thing. So that in itself is, is an advantage. And you don't have to check in that day. You can check in several days ahead. So if you can't use the app very well, but you have someone who comes by, and you know, like if you have a reader come or if you 've got somebody that um, can help you check in on that um, then you can you can get that done, and you don't have to do it that day when you arrive at the office it's also really nice if you happen to be running late because then you don't have all that stuff you have to fill out when you get there. I want to go over the various aspects of this, but um but I'd like for Patty, Patty, why don't you tell us about how the, how it works, uh, if, if you're using it with an iPhone or an iPad. And, and let's keep in mind, Patty hasn't used it a whole lot, but sometimes I'll have her check me in just because it's easier than doing it on my Braille note or whatever. So Patty, if you would talk a little bit about the low vision aspects of it and how it looks, I would appreciate that.
3: My chart, they do have a good color scheme. It. I, I would prefer to use it on my iPad. The font is bigger on the iPad. Now, I haven't tried it, and Samantha has used it. And it does, if, if you have your settings on your iPad or your iPhone at the largest text, then the text is going to be bigger. You cannot pinch to blow it up. That is a feature that I think they need to fix. When you do the three-finger tap for your Zoom, well, that's, it's, to me, that's almost a waste of time because it, it truly does not blow up, blow up much at all, very little. I do think that somehow we should do some kind of advocacy with them and find out who to talk to. So if I go to check in, if I go to check her in, the, the font is what you make it in your settings on your phone or your iPad. It is not um, that you can really blow it up. So I have actually changed my settings. It is easier to read for me on the iPad than the iPhone. The iPhone, of course, it's smaller than the iPad. And I have a regular phone. I don't have one that's uh, half a tablet. I like using the iPad better because it does, um, it, it, it is, the font is a little bit bigger than on your phone. And there are apps, a lot of other apps, um, not just this one that do the same thing. Um, it is set a certain way on a phone. It's set a certain way on an iPad. The good thing about, um, I like about the app though is, when you go through the questions, the check-in, and it asks you, I mean, do you have this? Do you have that? Has this changed? It is all gray if there's not an answer. If there is an answer and it's yes and no, um, I haven't found any other ones, um, it turns it, whatever you've pushed, a dark purple. So as you're going through, if you did miss one, and you can scroll back up just to make sure that you've answered all the questions on that page before you hit next, because you're going to get this little message that you haven't taken care of this one, so you have to go back and scroll anyway. Um, It turns it dark purple, your answer. So when those questions are close together and they're one line and they're one right after another, um, it makes it easier with the the color difference. Um, that is the best feature I've found. Um, I think there is a lot of work to be done for people with visual impairment um, on this app. Now it might work fine for people that are using a braille device, but for those of us who don't use a braille device they they forgot about it. So
2: that's- I agree. I agree, Patty. I have an iPad, and uh, they don't enlarge the fonts on the on the uh, yeah the email address and the username. Now, on an iPad, if you're the main user, which unfortunately Win is, you can tap it on the right corner and it'll log you right in. But like you say, the fonts are small. So I, but I like the chart. But they need to do some work on it. Sorry, just want to put that in there.
3: And Samantha has not used her iPad, but she has her phone. Her phone is so blown up for her vision that I get lost on hers anyway because she's gotten used to being able to blow things up and get four or five letters and then move on to the side and read, and that's that's okay for her, but she... She works it well on her phone, but there are times that it just doesn't blow up all the fonts on all the questions. So when you get to the questions, it is kind of small for her. When it comes to test results, your appointments, your calendar that's on there, there's there's five features up top. I mean, I've had time, doc. Give me just a second. I'm sorry. I didn't touch it in time. So up top, you have a calendar, you have messages, you have test results, uh, you have, if, if one of them sends you an email for some reason or your doctor wants to, uh, let you know that they're sending you a, a prescription to the pharmacy. So there are five little things at top and those are and then there's a there's a menu one in the middle, and that goes to your settings. But I've looked in the settings, and I still can't figure out how to make this blow up. So some of it is accessible, some of it isn't, and it's just something we need to talk about and and maybe figure out who we are to work with and get this accessible to those who are those of us who are just visually impaired
1: yeah well this is this is probably um this is probably something that needs to be done as far as the um advocacy goes on a a bigger scale than you know right. just just here because it's um this is a nationwide uh thing a nationwide app but yeah we we i think we definitely do need to talk about the accessibility I will say that um for me and I want to go over some of the things that um that we can expect to find in my chart because if we don't know that that it's there we don't know what we're looking for and we don't know what the possibilities are for us to uh, be able to use it in other words we don't know what we're missing out on if we don't know what's there any questions or comments or anything that has to do with the low vision aspects of of, of my chart Colors, contrast, that kind of thing. Anybody? Okay. Well, let's talk about what there is. What what is there? What is available? What can you find there? Um, Bill said, you know, he's having a hard time with uh, using it. Um, I, I think if I were using it without my um, without Bluetoothing it to my braille display I think I would have a hard time in some cases now I have popped in and used it directly without the braille without the bluetooth um, but if you have any kind of uh, device that can bluetooth to your phone um, then that would definitely be something that you would want probably would want to do Um, It also, although I don't have one, uh, anybody that has a Bluetooth keyboard may find that that would be a good way to try to access the information as well. Um, You know, if you're not a a Braille user, uh, but you have Bluetooth keyboard, that that could really help out as far as communicating. In some things, it is just a hassle to try to enter information on uh, using the um, iPhone the iPhone keyboard itself just on the phone that that can be a royal pain so um, you know it, and and all of us may have different solutions for that but but let's talk about what you can pick from um, when you when you get into my chart my chart will let you keep up with your visits. Uh, it has a section called visits. There's messages. There's test results. If you don't use it, but for anything for test results, that's how I started using my chart. It was really cool because, um, you know, sometimes it can take the doctor several days to call you back, uh, after you've had tests done. And you're thinking, well, I wonder what my lab results are. Uh, Wonder what my, the results of you know you go and you have something done um, you know some big deal you know you have a CT scan done you want to know what the guy writes at best when the doctor call, if he calls you up and gives you information from your test results and your um, say a CT scan or an MRI or whatever you've had done you usually you get a very distilled version the doctor doesn't have time. To sit there and read you all your results. And, um, I don't know about everybody else, but, you know, I kind of have had the idea that, uh, that what people write from those, from those kinds of tests, uh, is usually pretty, pretty brief. And oftentimes yeah. it is. But sometimes it can be really extensive. Um, and I will give you an example. Uh, this last spring, when I had my diverticulitis attack, I had two, uh, I had two CT scans. Had one at the beginning when it was really serious and they were rushing me around like, you know, it was, you know, it was really a bad deal. And the the results that were written from that were not, uh, that guy did not write a book. He put down, you know, some pretty basic stuff and, and, but I was able to get in and see it. I did not have to, and sometimes you might not want to know what they write, but I'd rather know than, than have, you know, some watered down version. Well, when I went back for the follow up over to Baptist to have it done and it was a much more extensive thing, it was one way to drink all that nasty, Liquid that they want you to drink. Ugh. And, um, so that doctor that did that, he was really, he was really good at, at, at the whole thing. But, uh, he wrote an extensive report. Um, yeah. oh, probably two or three pages. And, uh, I, I might be exaggerating just a little, but I got to read that whole report. Now, what he, because it was in my chart, and what he wrote was sure more extensive and more informative. Uh, you know, I really like my doctor, but he did not. Um, he didn't give me anything like what that um, what that report said. Uh, he just he, you know, it, it was it was just a, a brief overview. Of that report, well, things are a whole lot better, and it's all going good, and you know, and we're gonna, you're gonna come back in a couple of months, and that was that. And I thought, gee, if if I don't get anything in my chart except this, uh, it's worth the effort. And um, I found that too with lab tests. When you go to your doctor, and they do, um, and they do this, you know, a full. Uh, they pull. They take all that blood, and, and they're going to, you know, test this, test that. And they have all kinds of things. Your doctor will call up and say, well, your numbers are fine. Um, here's what we might want to watch a little bit. And you may hear about two or three things. It's really nice to be able to go down through that list. And in the list, in the results that you see, From the lab, it will give you the number, and then it will give you what the norm is. So you know whether you're near the bottom of that norm, you're near the top of the norm, or it will very clearly say, if it's a little above or a little below, what the norm is. So you just get so much more information. And maybe, you know, maybe some people... I have just always wanted to hear, oh, well, it's all well and good, and then I can go away and not think about it. But it really, uh, I do find that um, information is usually a good thing. Also, um, there's sections in here on medical records, um, lots of other menu options, and um, uh, I'm going to just Tap on uh, View other menu options here, so that we can see some of the other things.
4: Hey, Carla. Uh, Dave has his hand raised. You want?
1: Oh, okay. No? Go ahead, Dave.
2: we has been having back trouble, so she went to the orthopedic guy, which is Norton's and all that, and he ordered an MRI. But three or four days later, like you said, he called her back. Well, she was able to read the MRI in detail to find out. Not only did she have one disc, but one, two discs, and one's bothering one side and one's bothering the other. So she found out more detailed information from the MRI in my chart than the orthopedic person, which we both like. And it was almost instantaneous, and that's an expensive test. So I agree with you. You had a CAT scan, she had an MRI, but if you use that for test results like blood work, bang. I mean, it's there usually in 24 hours, and I just find that great. That's all. Huh?
1: Yes, and and sometimes it may take your doctor four or five days to call you back. Yes. I mean yeah. sometimes you know, I talked to somebody and they said, Well, my doctor didn't call me for a week and said, so Get my chart. You can see it right away. So and and sometimes that can make a real difference in your whole attitude, you know. There's there's buttons here for urgent care video visits. You may like that, you may not, but it's available. Uh, e-visits. Now, here's a section that's a hard a problem. Online questionnaire for treatment. And that is for the e-visits. Now, I'm going to tell you, it. I found it hard to fill out. I have a hard time filling out the questionnaires on here. I can do it uh, with my Braille um You know, whatever your braille display would be, I think you would be able to do it. Uh, I could, I could do it, I think, with a Bluetooth keyboard, but I would not be able to do that, uh, using an iPad or an iPhone because I would have to type in a lot of information. And I have a hard time doing that. So that, that's there. It, it exists. But that is not overly accessible for me. But it wouldn't be pretty much in any app because I don't like typing in on the um, iPhone keyboard. It's just too small and too much of a problem. Too many places for mistakes. So some of the other choices are view the care team, search for provider. Uh, there's the messages button, ask a question, letters, your doctor can, you know, post Messages or letters or whatever, clinic calls, patient education, my record, COVID nineteen, to do. You can have it. It has a to do list in there in case it wants you to fill out, um, fill out questionnaires and things like that. And you don't have to do all that. It's. Sometimes if you get them done one time, they're over and done. So, um, you know. The first time you do something, it's really it really can be difficult. There's a health summary, my conditions, plan of care, uh, preventative care. Um, there's the questionnaires again, upcoming tests and procedures, uh, implants, medical and family history. Now that's really good, and some people don't like to mess with that. That's important in my chart because it hasn't been around for a long, long period of time. And so if you go back more than, you know, a few years, uh, the information may not be in there. Uh, surgery that I had done in 2012 when the ACB convention was here, um, I don't think was, was in here when I started using it. Um, definitely, family history, uh, where you might have, uh, you know, a lot of relatives with diabetes, or relatives that have had, you know, something heart disease, cancer, whatever. It is helpful for doctors to know what is what you've had, and this is a way to get that information in there one time, and then you don't have to be filling out all those records every time. And you go in and they say, oh, let me ask you these questions. And they start down that list and you say, are you in the MyChart system? And if they say yes, you can say, I've already put it all in there. And they can go and look at it. Um, All your medications are in here. And they're updated as you get new prescriptions or whatever, or as you drop prescriptions. Um, There's health reports, medical records. Of course, we talked about that. Advanced care planning. Uh, social assistance so so you get the idea there's just tons and tons of stuff in here. You may use some of it. you may not use even if you only use two or three things. It can be helpful even if you use it only to get reminders of your appointments. Um, you don't have to even go into my chart if you get your email address set up in there when you've got an appointment coming up. It will send you an email to remind you of the appointment, the time, the date. Um, it will ask you, "Are you still coming to your appointment?" It'll ask you to text either Y for yes or N for no. Now, if you don't text, you just don't respond. But it, it's a reminder of when it is, and I and I find that really helpful, especially if you're making appointments. Now you almost have to make them pretty far ahead because it's so hard to get into a doctor's office a lot of times. I have one appointment that I went to this doctor in April, and they made an appointment for January. And I went on and had them put it down because I knew that that office was going to take months to get an appointment. And so in my chart, I can see that appointment right in there when it gets closer to time. They'll start sending me notices. Um, they might call me and remind me too. But how great it is to just have it show up in your email! I'm going to stop there for just a, a little bit. We can—I mean, we can talk about this all day and not answer questions or try to see if we can answer questions. Um, you do—you can't just download the, the, the my chart and set yourself up in it. You do have to call, or at least I did. You you do have to call and have um and have them help set this up for you. Um, and I'm going to get that number um here. But I also want to ask. I know that Deb Lewis, you said that you use yours sometimes with your computer, and that might be easier for people. So can you tell us? Um, I know you tell me that you just used a, a couple of aspects of it, but that could sure be important. So, will you tell us what you do with my chart?
5: Well, I usually get a message that I have something in my chart and I need to look at it. So, I'll, yeah. I'll go to that link, and then it takes you to where you log in and I put in my login information, right. and then you're on the home page, and you can look down the home page and see. You have a message or test result, and I, I can mm-hmm. do my test results. I haven't done much else. I, I did try to send a message one time, and it went to the wrong doctor. <laughs> I don't know how I did that, but, uh, yeah. Um, I need a lot more practice with it. I need to just take time and mess around with it. But I can go to a test, see that test result, and then I have to go back to tests again and move down to the next test and click you know enter on that and then it takes me to that test and I have found that you can look at your say your a1 c you can go back for years if you want to on in your a1 c mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: you
1: know,
5: or whatever your test is that you're looking at so you know that's kind of interesting to compare well where was I in on in this situation in 2016 in July, you know, look at that.
1: So, Deb, it, it would be good then, uh, maybe that's a little task that some of us can do, uh, is to check on how accessible it is on the computer, because that could very well be a way that information could get entered uh, if the screens are you know, pretty accessible for entering information. Like Bill, that may be a that may be an easier way for you to handle the handle my chart than on your phone.
5: I have read my doctor's messages too. Cause oh, I that's good. Say there's a, with yeah. your tests, it'll sometimes say doctors left a message or something like
2: that. Carla, okay. I'm not real good with messaging, but I would make the comment that as busy as doctors are and scheduled as they are. I have left one doctor a message and I got an re- email back, I mean, a message back that day. It would have been three or four days if I'd left him a physical phone message. So I, I'm not good at it, but it's, it works well.
4: Carla Restoria has her hand up.
3: What if you have more than uh, one hospital uh, affiliate? Do you oh, have, that's to have fine. A different
4: um,
1: sign ins for each one or what? No, when you open up, in fact, it's very cool. When you open up the app, at least for me, on the iPhone. Now, I don't know if it displays this way on, let's say, an Android, but I'm sure it does also on the iPad. When I open it up, because I have I have doctors, well, almost all of mine are within the Baptist Medical Group, but I do have some Norton's records. And so when it opens up, It will give me the option to switch. It says switch organizations, so I can choose if I want to see Baptist or if I want to see Norton's. Now, it also has other providers, so uh, you know, and and it basically shows the ones um, when I. You can go in and search providers, and uh, when I go in, it shows me the ones in Kentucky. So it's even showing. The Cincinnati hospitals that serve, uh, Kentucky. So there's, you know, University of Cincinnati, the Children's Hospital. There's, you, there's the University of Kentucky. There's, uh, a, a U of L, um, a U of L choice. Uh, that it even goes to, I saw a University of Virginia hospital. So it's pulling up those hospitals that serve Eastern Kentucky. Uh, Pikeville's in there. I mean, there's there's a lot of choices. Our family doctor retired um at the end of June much to our chagrin. Um Dr. Harold retired and we were going to change to somebody uh to a different office. So we get an appointment with this office. Now it was still in the Baptist Medical Group. But uh we go to this new doctor and he was a younger actually he was a nurse practitioner. I can I really had reservations about that. That's another subject. but he was wonderful. and we go in there and uh, he it was just as if he really uh, already knew a lot about us. He was looking at our my chart information. Uh, he just picked right up where the previous doctor left off. And so, uh, yeah, you can switch from one to another, and you can do that without even having to log out. So, uh, it's, it's that part is really easy. I have the, a phone number where you can call. Now, this is a Louisville phone number, um, but when you get uh, when you get a message in your email from my chart, it does have this phone number in a message. So, if you need say, you know, if this is not, if this is directed, you know, incorrectly or whatever, then call this number. So this is kind of a help number. And um, this is the number that when I first signed up for this, um, they gave me, and I had to call this number to get my code. So the number is a 502-253-4820 two five three forty eight twenty. I hope that this has been helpful to you know to some of you, and um, I'm sure there are many aspects of this that we could that we could um, talk about, uh, but at least it's a beginning and perhaps a future roundabouts you know sometimes we just it's good um, when you come in, oh. I was trying to use um my chart and I I had a problem with it. It's it's something that we can share tips on whenever we're in you know, together. It's a you know that's just a, another thing that we can help support each other on it and share information.
0: Page 3
1: Terry Oh <laughs> are, are it, are you ready to talk to us about exercise?
4: Absolutely. What I've got lined up for us to do today is it starts out very, very gently. In fact, it's called evening exercise routine. It's about a twelve minute recording produced by Blind Alive when they were still in business, um, and. It is. It is. By the way, all the blind alive stuff has been made free to anybody who wants it. Just relax with it, follow it, do it, do what the exercise uh, leader says, and at the end we'll do a little more robust stuff. To life. Hello and welcome to this evening stretch. We hope that you will find this a good, healthy, comfortable thing to do for yourself either at the end of your work day or the end of your day as you are getting ready to sleep. Feel free to either sit or lie down as long as you are in a comfortable position. Please sit. Notice the position of your body. Are you tensed? Are your shoulders hunched? Are you curled up in a ball? Try as best you can to straighten out to uncurl and relax so that the tension leaves your body or if it doesn't leave completely that you at least notice a difference in how you feel relax take a deep breath in and let it out this is a good time to wake up underused muscles just a little and relax those that have been overused or stressed during the day This is a time, especially for you, to take care of your body and take care of yourself. Start by placing your fingers gently on your scalp and massage it in small circles, kind of like you might if you were rubbing shampoo into your hair. Go a little way down the back of your neck, massage around your ears. just. Do small, gentle circles with the balls of your fingers. Notice and enjoy how it feels. Then move to your face and lightly massage your forehead, your temples, your eyelids very gently, your cheeks, your lips, and your chin. We hold an amazing amount of tension in our lips, and often we're not even aware of it. Open your mouth wide in a yawn. You don't want to open too widely and overextend your jaw. Just let your jaw drop open so that it feels like a nice, relaxed, open-mouthed yawn. Then let it relax into a smile. Smiling will transform you. Even if you don't feel like it, your body will respond accordingly. And after a while, you might have the feelings that go along with the action. Then relax your neck. Gently tilt your head so that your right ear is headed in the direction of your right shoulder as if your right ear is going to touch that right shoulder then bring your head back to center and then gently to the left and back to center you don't want to force it or push it at all you just want to relax into the stretch come back to center and let's do it again to the right and center and left and center Good. Let's take another deep breath. Inhale. And exhale. And let's do that stretch once more. To the right. And center. And left. And center. It's important to remember to keep breathing deeply. And in a relaxed way during this whole series of stretches and really as often throughout your day as you are able try to remember to breathe in deeply and take your time this will relax you and help to lessen your overall stress then nod your head slowly and gently down chin headed towards your chest and back up to center and down and up. Once more, down, nod, and back up to center. These may seem very simple, very basic things to do, but they will relax those overused muscles, and they'll help your body to relax overall, leading to less stress and a better night's sleep. Let's move on to our shoulders now and shrug them in kind of an exaggerated shrug. So we're going to lift up toward our ears and down and up and down. And as they're down, really try to relax them and lower them into that down position. You kind of want to bring them down and back to aid in more correct posture. Once again, up and down. Let's now circle our shoulders. We're going to circle them forward, and forward, and forward. Now let's stop, and we'll circle them in reverse. So we're going to bring them up, and back, and down, and forward, and up, and back, and down, If you have trouble with this motion, understanding what it should feel like, you might want to start by circling your entire arm, holding your arms out straight to your sides. But really all you need for this is to circle your shoulders. This is just kind of a way that you can get a better idea of what that motion should feel like. Excellent. Don't forget to smile. Let's take a deep breath and relax, keep smiling, it shows in your body, on your face, and it will overall help you transform how you feel, sometimes it may seem like the simplest, yet the hardest thing to do, but if you feel better, your health will be better, and you'll feel benefits across the board, now, let's raise our arms up straight up over your head. Now, if you're lying down, you may have to modify this. If you can only reach so far without encountering the wall, you can angle your arms, resting them on the wall. If you are sitting, you can just reach straight up over your head into a long, tall stretch. Hold that stretch and down. Sometimes when we sit a lot, we tend to bring our shoulders forward and collapse our chest. This can really impact muscles and breathing. So bring your arms up again and back a little so that you really feel that stretch in your chest and like your chest is opening wide and down. Let's do that again. Bring your arms up and slightly back, and hold, and down. Now, let's bring your arms straight out to the sides. Try not to either go too high or too low. You want to aim for a straight line, and stretch them out like you're going to touch the walls on either side of you, and bring them down and up, and as you bring them up to the sides, take a deep breath and bring them down and exhale. And out to the sides once more, inhale and exhale and bring them down. Now, shake out your arms, your shoulders, your hands. Just kind of relax them, shake them. You want them to kind of just feel loose And like there is little to no tension, let's concentrate a bit now on our hands. Many times in the jobs that we have, we use our hands for technology. As blind people, we even use our hands more. So it's important to treat them with the respect they deserve for the intense job they do for us circle your wrists around in small gentle circles. You want them to be, as I said, both small and gentle. You don't want to circle so hard or far or fast that you are causing pain. Just do small circles. And then you can reverse direction, circling the opposite way. Then stretch out your fingers so that they're kind of sticking out sharply, and relax, and stretch them out and relax. Once more, stretch them out and relax, even making a loosely fisted hand at the very end. Now, stretch your right arm up over your head and lean to the left, feeling that stretch all down the right side of your torso. Bring your arm down and reverse. Stretch up with your left arm and bend a little to the right, feeling that stretch all along the left side of your body. Let's do that again. Right arm up and bend to the left feeling the stretch and bring it down and come back to center. Left arm up, straight up, bend a little to the right, feel the stretch and back down. Remember to breathe. Let's do this one more time. Right arm up, inhale, bend to the left, feeling the stretch And down exhale inhale as you bring your left arm up stretch to the right bring your arm down and exhale now let's move on to our feet and we're going to flex and point our feet you can do this with both feet at one time or separately when you point your toes They are pointing straight out as far as they can. Ladies, almost like you're wearing high heels. Your toes are pointed straight and almost down. When you're flexing them, it's almost the opposite. It's as if you are slowly drawing your toes in the direction of your knee. Obviously, you're nowhere close, but that's the direction they should be pointing. And you're going to feel this and do this from your ankle. So point your toes and flex them. You'll feel this in your feet, in your lower legs. And point and flex and point and feel the stretch and flex. Great. Let's finish out with a full body stretch. First, inhale, and bring your arms up, and exhale, and bring your arms down, and as you do that, reach towards your toes with your hands. Feel the stretch through the length of your body. Now slowly, reach up, and stretch your arms up to the sky, inhale and exhale. If you're sitting, you may choose to stand at this point to get even more benefit from this stretch. Reach down towards your toes, toward the floor, exhaling as you reach down. You want to do this only as far as it's comfortable. Then back up as high as you can go, arms up over your head, exhale as you come down toward your toes you want to do them slowly so that you can get the full benefit you don't really want to swoop down to your toes and then reach up as hard and fast as you can you want these to be slow and controlled movements and if you feel that my directions are too fast then It's important that you relax and go at your own pace. When you've finished, shake out your arms, your legs. This is probably a good time to smile once more. After all, you've finished and that does take discipline and commitment. It's a good time to be grateful for the day that you had and the life that you have and to look forward to the possibilities that tomorrow brings. Edward Everett Hale said, I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And since I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do the something that I can do. Have a great day. Whether you have a couple hours ahead of you or whether you are just about to drift off to sleep. Make the time count. Take care of you. Relax. Smile. And we'll see you again tomorrow. If you have
0: questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598,